We're hanging out with Ashley today. Thanks so much for taking time on your busy digital nomadic lifestyle. We met through Jess. Jess was 30, episode 30 on the podcast, and she has a little online community, and I think that's how I met you. So welcome. Can you start off, tell us a little bit about yourself, and do you have a favorite road trip snack? Yes. So a little bit about me. Uh, I am currently a registered nurse, now turned entrepreneur, so I'm a health, fitness, and career coach for nurses and caregivers, uh, essentially people who feel like it's impossible to fit themselves into their lives. They're really used to giving to everyone else and not to give back to themselves. So I built a career doing that. And then my husband and I are currently living as digital nomads. So we move around the United States and living in different places for like three to four months at a time. We've been doing that since January now. We are currently in Rhode Island. And then my favorite snack, which <laughs> I have things here, is oh, like, fun. honestly a version of like a, a charcuterie board every time. I feel like I just put a bunch of things on a plate and that's what I eat is my favorite. That's so fun. I love charcuterie boards. And I also love Rhode Island too. My aunt and uncle were stationed there because my uncle's in the a nurse in the military. So it's a very beautiful state. Oh, cool. There's beaches everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Very beachy. Yeah, it's been so fun. That's so awesome. Okay, so we're going to talk about your digital nomadic life and your digital nomadic journey. And it makes me want to travel so bad. So can you tell us what exactly is a digital nomad and why is it called a digital nomad? Yeah. So a digital nomad, essentially, I feel like this term must have come up recently. Like, I don't think this was around all the time. Digital nomad simply means that you are someone who is nomadic, meaning you're moving around across the country or you might be doing it internationally. Lots of people do that. And then the digital aspect is mostly because we can work digitally. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I think this boomed since the pandemic when went remote uh, for the most part, that that's kind of how we started was my husband's work went remote and then I figured out, you know, I wanted to move away from the bedside and move into an entrepreneurship so that I could work remotely. So by working remotely, we're in a digital landscape. Mm -hmm. So digital nomad. Um, and yeah, it just allows us to have the flexibility to move around and not stay in one place all the time. And you have a podcast too, talking about nurses, right? And everything. So is that kind yes. of your digital lifestyle? Yeah. The, digital. the podcast? This is one aspect. So it's called the Ashley O Show. I talk to nurses, but I also talk to, to caregivers, essentially mm -hmm. busy people who are trying to fit a whole lot into their lives. My mission is to make things really simple for you because I just think we live in the very overcomplicated world right now. So that's the mission on the podcast. That's one aspect of my business. And then the coaching is the other piece where I work one-on-one -on -one or in a group setting with people to generate revenue that way as well. And honestly, the, the revenue piece is one side, but the con Connection is my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Through podcasts, through coaching, it's it's everything. And you have that nurse experience. Mm -hmm. So you know what they're going through too, which I feel like is also a very big help for them yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. I think it really helps just having somebody who understands what you've gone through. I think that's always mm -hmm. important because the the nurses, the caregivers, anyone, I think it's we're just easily neglecting them because we're putting we kind of think that everyone has the same nine to five framework, the same schedule, the same framework, especially in the health and fitness industry. And I just think that we're not, we weren't doing a great job of necessarily thinking about different kinds of schedules or people who have, you know, a 12 hour work day and then they go home and they have kids and they have all these other things. It can be so overwhelming. So just have someone that at least understands a tiny bit of what you're going through, mm -hmm. I think goes a long way. I agree. And who, how did you decide to go on this adventure and who are you going on this adventure with? Yeah. So 
it was honestly, I think it was a couple years ago now that we, my husband and I took a, a, a sprinter van trip. We had done an RV trip and we lived in that thing for three weeks and we realized RVs were not our thing. Mm -hmm. They were just too big. Too like we oh. were very, uh, we're, gonna say too we're small. very like zip around town type people. Oh yeah. You know? like, okay. I want to go to all the little places mm -hmm. and that's really hard to do with an RV. I do know that you can, you know, pull a car behind you and that is way better. So maybe we have to try it again. <laughs> But we figured out that we wanted to try the Sprinter van life just to see what that would feel like. And we were on a road trip and happened to talk to one of our friends about the idea of being like, could we like just move around the country? Not necessarily living in vans. That's not what we do. We actually live in short-term rentals. Mm -hmm. um, but we spit out this idea that maybe we could all do this because we were all at the place that we could work remotely. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just blossomed, which is one of those ideas I feel like that you normally say, and then it just kind of goes out the other ear and yeah. you never pursue it. But for some reason it stuck. And we actually originally started with a bunch of people who were interested in doing this with us. And then eventually when we came down to it, it was just four of us. So nice. my husband and I, and then two of our friends were with us for the first two legs. Now we have one friend with us and the next leg, it'll just be my husband and I. So it's sort of been dynamic, I guess. Yeah. But you're going to finish it off strong, I feel like. How long are you doing this for? A year, you said? At least. Um, okay. Right now, the plan, we're going to do, the obviously, the rest of this year. So we'll be at a year mm -hmm. by the end of this leg. And then we'll do another leg in Georgia for a few more months. And then we'll go back to Tucson, where we were originally, mm -hmm. for a couple months. And then I think we're actually going to settle a little bit longer term in Colorado. That's, Fun. that's the plan and see how that feels. And I saw on your Instagram, you were back in your old house or your original house, the house you were before that. Was that yeah. weird? Are you going to go back? Are you going to live in there when you go back to Arizona? We actually might because right now we, we, we kept that property. It was such a great property to just do as a rental property. Um, so we have that one and we have a second property now in Tucson. Uh, and when we move back, we'll probably stay there, which will be kind of weird because we'll almost be paying to stay in our yeah. own house. But it's fine. It's cheaper it's your than, own house. than lots of other places. So we worked so hard on that house too. We mm -hmm. never actually got to enjoy it because we had like contractor nightmares. So we worked so hard and renovated so much. And then the moment my renovations were done and it was furnished, we were like, okay, we're leaving. So it's actually really fun to go back and be like, oh, we did make a nice shower yeah. in here or whatever. And you <laughs> said we it never got to enjoy it. You said it still felt like home. And that's so crazy after yeah. home being so many different places for yeah. so long, almost a year, it still felt like home. So that's awesome. Yeah, I really, I love Tucson. It's a beautiful place. Very deserty. It's the desert. And yeah. It, I don't know. It has more charm to it than people think. So what states have you visited and what states are you planning to visit? So I know you said Georgia. And I think you've been to Colorado too, right? You've been to Arizona because that's mm -hmm. where you originally lived. Are you going like across yeah. the country? Is that the plan? Yeah, well, we like, honestly, driving wise, we've been through most of the country at this point. Uh, we just haven't necessarily stopped for long periods at mm -hmm. each spot. I, but we've driven through, I swear, way more states than I ever thought I would. Um, so we went from Tucson to Denver, Colorado. Um, so we we honestly will stay overnight multiple times in different places. So we do stay overnight, at least in multiple states and multiple cities. Uh, but we went from Tucson to Denver. We were in Denver for a few months through the winter, essentially, and then moved to Bozeman, Montana, which was also beautiful, but a really long drive. That was a long one. Um, moving to Bozeman that we were there for that one was four months so that was our longest leg which was nice. really nice in the summertime their winters I wouldn't <laughs> wish on anyone but summer wise 
gorgeous. And then the this current leg, honestly, it was a little bit uh, tumultuous <laughs> getting our spot because we had two houses fall through, which is the nature of this life yeah. where you, you make a booking and if anything happens on their end, they can just be like, sorry, you can't stay here. And then you have to kind of scramble. Mm-hmm. So we were originally going to be in Maine and we had two different places in Maine fall through and had to kind of scramble and find this place in Rhode Island. And so we had, I think, three or four weeks to, to kill between Bozeman and here. And so we stayed in Fargo, North Dakota for a week, which was fun. Mm-hmm. And then we stayed in Milwaukee, Wisconsin nice. for a couple weeks, and then sort of just slowly made our way. So we stayed lots of places on that leg. And then we'll go to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, back to Tucson, and then back to Denver, I think. That's so fun. And do you have a favorite state that you visited? Are you like beach, mountains? so hard and i (laughs) thought it would be so easy Mm -hmm. we loved denver for the culture for like the community there um that's the the reason you're going back yeah 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 i mean we're going back so it's it's definitely was one of our favorites but bozeman in the summertime i think is at the top of all of our lists right now just because it was so beautiful everything's so green because they get so much snow Mm -hmm. and we got to see yellowstone and glacier so all the national parks are really cool to visit too so Bozeman's probably the top of our list, but I would never live there because of the, the winter. The winter, yeah. You could just be, what's, um, somebody just said this the other day, what's it when you like the snowbirds or something where you go to somewhere warm mm-hmm. in the winter and then you go there in the summer. Yeah. So that'll be you. It's fine. Yes. We You're had, already working we remotely. We thought about that for, in Tucson, we, we thought about doing it in the opposite sense where like oh. we meet in the summer in Tucson. So, because a lot of people will come from the cold to Tucson mm-hmm. to enjoy our winters because yeah. they're gorgeous but the summers are you know brutal mm-hmm. and so we thought about doing it in reverse getting a different property and going somewhere else for our summers and enjoying the whole year with like beautiful weather would be really nice Nice, that's so fun are you gonna go yeah. overseas you think you would ever go overseas you've been to Canada right to go see Jess I've been to Canada yes the hard part and this is like one of the, <laughs> the struggles with nomad life is if you do it with pets it makes um. it extra difficult so we have we have a dog a roommate has a dog um and then we have a couple like small animals mm-hmm. that we bring with us too so going overseas we would love to because we've traveled plenty internationally and it's gorgeous especially canada i love canada but it's, it's harder with pets so i don't think we would do it at this point with our pets for the long term we'll mm-hmm. definitely keep visiting all the time but that's like one challenge that happens yeah because i would love to be international we have multiple friends that are doing the international ver- version of that's a digital so nomad crazy. life yeah. and it's really cool that's awesome do the pets get along well with each they other do. okay good they do we have an old guy and sometimes <laughs> he gets a little crabby but <laughs> beyond that they get along pretty well so we're grateful for that because it would be really hard yeah i was about to say yeah did any of your other people on the on in the past have any pets or was it just these two no just the roommate that we have now like she was with us since the beginning she's always had a pet the other one never did he wasn't uh he didn't come with any extra pets which was nice because i don't think two dogs is one thing Mm -hmm. if you start putting something like three dogs (laughs) nobody wants you to rent their place i gotta say (laughs) does it make it hard when you travel and you're in the car to have all your pets in the car with you it is it's quite the logistics experience like trying to pack packing in general that's probably one of the hardest parts of all of this mm-hmm. is just packing your life up every three months but getting the dogs in the car ours loves being in the car even nice. though for long periods it's not his favorite but for the most part he likes being in the car 
but we have to kind of jam them all in mm -hmm. <laughs> the multiple cars that we have to, to try and fit them. So when we have long driving days, it can be a little bit hard on them. It just means we have to stop a lot, more, yeah. which I'm grateful for just having them with us mm -hmm. anyway. It makes the journey, or it makes it, I mean, it takes longer, but you can enjoy more of it. Stop. Yeah. And I mean, now our pets have seen so much of the world. That's like so how many cool. people's dogs have lived in like, you know, 12 different states yeah. or whatever, like traveled across the, the, the country. The country. That's, it's kind of fun to say that they've done that. That's so fun. Is there any, so you said the pets are a sacrifice and then if stuff falls through, that's a sacrifice, but is there any other sacrifices or what's the difficult parts of it? Yeah, the, the packing and sort of just packing up your life aspect, the instability in the sense that you don't quite know exactly what mm -hmm. your next step's going to be until like way, way closer to it. So for somebody who doesn't love like uncertainty, it doesn't always feel great. I'm like, I want to plan ahead and know what's happening. So it's honestly been a nice practice for me just to get used to this, where I'm like, okay, this is our life. We're going to let go all the time of people we meet. We have to move on. We've got to be able to deal with the uncertainty. And then the other big hard part, I would say for me personally, out of the two, my husband and our roommate, extroverted, mm -hmm. they love being around people all the time. It energizes them. I am introverted. So living with people, especially, you know, we're, we're in our thirties and married. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, we're crazy that we have roommates again. Right. But I living with other people, sometimes I wish I could just be by myself. Mm -hmm. And that usually just doesn't happen as often. So I have to kind of carve out time very intentionally for myself and kind of communicate that like, hey, I'm going to be in my room, close okay. the door. I just need some space or whatever. So that's been that's been hard sometimes. But I also love the, the fact that I can go out and my roommates there and we can get dinner together and do all these fun things. It's mm -hmm. kind of fun as well. So do you like say, okay, I'm taking the car, I'm going to get coffee or I'm going on a walk or something? Or is it just in your room is your only safe space? No, I definitely have like, I'll, I'm going to go run errands. Mm -hmm. I love, love grocery shopping, Same. so I volunteer for it. And honestly, <laughs> that is my space. I'm like, I'm going to go do groceries for two hours and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I so love then a that. podcast and grocery shop. Yes. <laughs> And I'm sure you had a lot of good food too. Has the food been good wherever you've gone? Have yes. you tried a lot of? Yes. Bozeman had really boring food, I have to say. <laughs> it was the least impressive place, which is surprising to me. I guess I thought they would have like really good like steaks or mm -hmm. something. I don't know. But it's the most boring food there. We found two like gems of a restaurant. But otherwise, Rhode Island, I feel like my husband's probably had like six lobster rolls. Either. No way. And just like the seafood, we're eating tons of seafood mm -hmm. while we're here. Georgia, we're really excited for like Southern food yeah. um, and like sweet tea and all those things. Denver had just a mashup of all different kinds of foods. And that was amazing. So why was so, Montana so boring? Why was it such boring food? I, I don't know. I, I really <laughs> don't know why all of us said the same thing, which is really, I'm usually not picky at mm -hmm. all too. It's just everywhere went, it was like, well, it's okay. Like I said, we had one restaurant that we loved. We'd go yeah. there multiple times. But the rest of them just were, they were always bland. I don't know. It is, I will say, in terms of diversity, very low diversity in Bozeman. Mm -hmm. It's, I think, like 99% white people, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. Like, but it just, I think it's in some ways means that there aren't a bunch of cultures like bashed in. Mm -hmm. And I think that impacts the food. I don't know, but yeah, it I was very that. interesting. <laughs> and when you go to Georgia, you have to eat all the peaches. Don't forget about the peaches. Oh, Aren't yes. they known for their peaches too? They are, yes. Sounds so good. I'm going to eat all the things. <laughs> I can't wait. I've never been to Georgia. I want to go to Georgia. That sounds so fun. It looks beautiful. We were originally trying for Savannah. That's where everyone says mm -hmm. you want to go. 
we're, the place that we're going to stay is about two hours from Savannah, which okay. is fine. We, we're very used to, honestly, six hour drives mean nothing to us anymore oh, at this yeah. point that's, that doesn't sound like a lot anymore so two-hour drives are like yeah it's fine we can do that all day nice. so we'll see savannah and atlanta we'll go to north carolina multiple times i'm sure as well kind of explore all around it too but what if it falls through hopefully it does not <laughs> if it does then we will find another place if in I georgia anything else from this yes okay um, hopefully in georgia if not the carolinas we've always liked mm-hmm. so they're like our backup but we're hoping, hoping just Georgia. How, um, go ahead. How far is it from, if you stayed in the Carolinas, how far would it be to get to Georgia at some point, part in Georgia? Do you know? If we, depending on where we stay, like I said, I think there's like Charlotte is only a few hours from where we're going to stay in Georgia. Asheville is not far. Charleston is not far. So I think anywhere we stay in the Carolinas, it would probably only be like a two to three hours oh, to, a little weekend that. trip get a hotel yeah. right you can totally do that exactly two to three well, hours is nothing for this you this one does not fall through <laughs> okay fingers crossed all the prayers yes <laughs> go to georgia i'll be waiting for your instagram stories it's fine i can't yes. wait to see it what's your favorite part <laughs> what's been your favorite part about this journey oh it's so hard to pick like one mm-hmm. honestly name I a couple think of them. just yeah yeah i think just <laughs> honestly the the adventure and like the experience of it all i think is my favorite part because like it's it's wild to me to to meet people and be like they because everyone asks the same question right Mm -hmm. they're always like oh where are you from and you're like well (laughs) that's a hard question to answer because i've been to you know four different places in the past year so it's kind of it the the experience of just doing this is probably my favorite part Mm -hmm. uh and then i think experiencing different places because my husband and I have always loved to travel mm-hmm. and I didn't grow up traveling at all. So now I feel like I'm just making up for last time. And we just get, we have this map at our Tucson house that has all the, like the little pins. Oh, in yeah. it. And I just, I can't wait to go put all these pins in there. Cause it's going to be wild. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. Aww. Do you have any advice or resources for people who want to do digital nomad in general or just travel in general? Yeah. So my husband is actually actively working on trying to create a service for people that want to do what we're doing. Nice. He's so excited about it. And he's collected so much data and information. Mm-hmm. He's a scientist. He's an engineer. Oh, so cool. loves making <laughs> spreadsheets. And so he's actually working on a business where he's going to help people who want to be digital nomads. So we can keep an eye out for that. But otherwise, honestly, the, the advice that I have is to just take it one step at a time, honestly, because I think it holds back so many people. We, we tell people we're digital nomads and I would say 99% of people that we talk to are like, oh, I could never do that. Mm. I can't fit that in my life. There's mm-hmm. no way, but I would love to. Everyone's always interested, but everyone thinks they can't do it. When I just, if, if anything else in this journey, I feel like I've learned like, you get one chance mm-hmm. here. I'm like, God, I want to fill it with whatever I can. Yeah. And so this has been hard there are difficult parts, but it's so worth it. So Mm -hmm. instead of thinking of this, like this giant activity that you need to do, where like you got to sell all your stuff and move and figure out where you're going and whatever else, you can make it a lot more simple and make it actually happen. So just think of it one step at a time. And then for resources like Google, it's like the worst resource (laughs) to give because I'm telling you, just look on the internet. But Google is your friend when it comes to trying to Google, like what places are good in Georgia or like, Mm -hmm what, where should I live? What neighborhoods are safe in this area? Or 
um, the best foods, the best places to travel. We have Googled so much of this process. We had no idea what we were doing. U-Haul has trailers. That's one way to transport your stuff. Second way is doing pods. We have experimented mm -hmm. with both. And depending on your situation, both are great as well. So that's like a logistic piece. Mm -hmm. But oh, last one, Roadside, <laughs> Roadside America is this really great website <laughs> that we recently discovered. Roadside America, anytime you're traveling, doing a road trip, look up this website. It has, you can put the state that you're in and it tells you all the random weird little things in all these places. So we've seen like the world's largest raspberry. Oh, that's so <laughs> it's cool. It's like this giant raspberry statue. There's yeah. like, there's the weirdest things in America mm -hmm. and this website has all of them. So you can find them and do crazy things on your road trips. That's so fun. I love that. And what do you tell people when they say, oh, I could never do that? Do you just say, you have one life, go do it? Or what do you, how do you <laughs> encourage them to do it? I think I, I typically explore that with mm -hmm. them. I'm like, well, why, why don't you think that you can? You know, there's definitely people that are like, my kids are like eight and 10 years old and I don't want to take them out of their schools. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, fair, that's okay. You know, but there's so many people that are like, well, my job probably wouldn't like it or I just don't think I could pack up my stuff that way mm -hmm. or whatever else, but you can do it in like little versions. You don't have to like take your whole life into a box and move across the country. Like we did. You could try and go on a like short-term remote contract with your job and just do it for a couple months or something like that. There's just so many options. So I think I would ask them what the barrier is and explore it more because so many of us just put these like blanket statements on our life. And then in 20 years, we look back and we're like, why didn't I just do that then? Yeah. You're not going to get any younger. You're just going to get older. So do it now. Yeah. yeah. You... I know we're going to look back on this and be grateful we did it. Yeah, I agree. Like when you're dying, yeah. not to be yeah. crazy, no, but, but you know true. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have any fun projects that you can link to us? Are you working on anything right now? I know you're doing a 30-day, doing a podcast every day. That's so cool. Such an inspiration. Yes. Right now on the podcast, we've got daily podcasts, which is wild. That was one of those things that I was like, I think I'm just going to do this. And mm -hmm. here we are <laughs> 12 days in. <laughs> but I have that going. I've got a new hybrid program launching for people struggling with burnout. Um, it's going to be a six weeks long. It's like a group and one-on-one -on -one coaching combined together. And like I said, my husband is working on building out support for those who are interested, interested in digital nomad mm -hmm. life. And he is in control of our digital nomad Instagram, which I don't oh, touch cool. at all. It's brand new. We're like backlogging a lot and he's learning about social media, which is really <laughs> fun. But that's, that is at nomads, no home, like K N O W. Okay. Uh, I can send it to okay, you. Okay. Perfect. And I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. That's a fun place to, to watch the adventures. Perfect. And I feel like I'm going to be like Jess when I say this. I don't know why, but where can our listeners connect with you? Yeah. Uh, so you can obviously listen to me on the podcast, at, uh, The Ashley O Show. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else at Ashley O Show. And then my website is AshleyOshow.com. So basically everywhere at Ashley O Show. Yeah, that's fun. I love that. Do you, have you received yeah. any advice when it comes to digital nomad do you have is there any advice that you've been given that you love or advice in general uh, advice that we've been given here i mean honestly i think it was probably at the beginning and what mm -hmm. i've been saying to, to you guys one of the most helpful pieces of advice i've heard is just like stop waiting until you have everything figured out because yeah. so many of us are doing that we're just waiting around to have all the answers and we're just never gonna have all the answers mm. so just try something even when it feels really scary because you'll you can always figure it out. 
I've learned nothing else is that you can always figure out how to dig yourself out of whatever is going on for you or to create the reality that you're looking for. There's a there's a way to figure it out. So just start before you're ready. And Google's the way to figure it out. We just talked yeah. about that. Google's the way to figure everything out. Google's great. <laughs> That's have you did you have any did you know anybody personally that was doing digital nomad life? No. Oh. So We'd you're seen really plenty of people doing van life, mm-hmm. like on YouTube. And I, have like, to, I don't know, yeah. we'd explored that, but we never pursued it and didn't know anyone doing it. We knew a couple of people who lived in an RV, but that was more like post up in an RV camp for three mm-hmm. months and then come home. But still, it was helpful to know them as well. Yeah. And I'm sure being at a house is good too. You have the space, an actual bed, an actual shower, full size everything. Yeah. I don't know if we could have done it with the dogs and everything else oh, yeah. in, a, in an RV or, yeah. <laughs> or a spinner van. I don't think it would work. That's so crazy. Well, I'm so happy that you got to come on. This was so fun chatting with you. Thanks for yeah. totally giving me travel fever now because now I just want to go everywhere and eat everything. But thanks so much, Ashley, for coming on. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, I love being here. It's been fun. And I know you've done a lot of other podcasts today, too. So I appreciate I have, I have you. one other one. So. Nice. Well, I appreciate yeah. it and taking time out of your day. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Bye.